0: I did a little painting right after, you know, I thought, right, I need to sort my my head out and then start doing painting again. And I did a little painting and I posted it. And a lovely lady, um, she's actually Australian artist called Karen Manderson, um, a really, really lovely um, abstract artist. She messaged me and um, I'll never forget, like, honestly, it was like a really lovely long message where, because I'd put this post up and I think I'd put something like, I'd love to paint more, but I haven't got time. And, you know, it's really hard trying to fit in. And it was a bit of a, you know, sob story message probably. And she wrote to me, like, I really love this piece and, you know, how much is it? I'd love to buy it. And, you know, I had no, I was like, I I don't know, like $60. I didn't actually (laughs) know at the time. Like I had no idea. You know, I wasn't even planning on selling it or anything. And she, um, she said, no, I love it. And she said, listen, I'm an artist and I'm a mom. And, She's obviously a bit further along than me at the time uh, with her older kids and things, but she wrote, I'm going to give you three pieces of advice. Find your passion and do it, and then make the time to do it, and you need to let go of perfectionism.
1: Hi there. My name's Willie Russo, and you're listening to Interview with an Artist, the weekly show where we speak with a range of art world players. That's Phoebe Munyan-Gander, or you might just know her as Phoebe Gander. Chances are you've probably laughed along with her skits on Instagram, and you've possibly even yelled out loud in agreement with her observations of the artist's life. Phoebe is an English-born artist living and working in beautiful New Zealand town of Gisborne. She's there with her husband and three young children. Phoebe is also unashamed to talk about her mental health and the process she went through finding out she had inattentive ADHD. Now it wasn't always that way. It took Phoebe about a year for her to process everything and get back to creating and feeling like she was on track. Our conversation today for Interview with an Artist is a meandering walk through art, mental health, family and life in general, because let's be honest, those things are all linked. We touch on Phoebe's progression through different mediums and how painting is always where she really wanted to be. We talk about a very poignant piece of advice an Australian artist gave Phoebe when she started creating again. And of course, we chat about Instagram. With almost 75,000 followers, I wanted to know, was there a strategy or special equipment or was it all done just pretty on the fly? If for some bizarre reason you don't already follow Phoebe, do yourself a favour now and head on over to Phoebe Gander Art and follow her. Not only will you be entertained, but you will see Phoebe's beautiful landscapes and the evolution of her creative practice. Enjoy meeting the wonderful Phoebe Gander. Hello, Phoebe. Oh, hello.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
1: are you okay? You got it. You got it sorted oh, out.
0: Right. Oh, my husband has gone surfing, and oh um, no, was... <laughs> he did all this before he left. Like half an hour ago um but I was like I could you can't go and he's like it's literally <laughs> click, he like, click, li- like click he like like he can't handle how you looks like he's like looking at me like why am I married to you
1: <laughs> lucky you have many other talents and you're a wonderful human because
0: wow. <laughs> I don't know if they're quite <laughs> yeah uh, but baby. anyway is this uh, he's plugged in this big microphone thing yeah which he said would be better than the other one so I'm um, hoping that you can hear me all right but I'm sort of I'm in my son's room actually um crouched oh. on his bed oh. <laughs> <laughs> is he at
1: school it's, or is really just he just hanging outside
0: no 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 no. they're all at school don't worry um, they're not playing on the road or anything no um, the, um but yeah and my studio is um it's like it's basically a shed and um is it so cold uh, it's actually really warm here today so oh, no it's no. a it's, it's a well not warm sunny um yeah. no, it's like it's like i don't know 13 or something oh my god <laughs> <Warm>. it's relative <laughs> but you know, it's so sunny that like it's it's warm in my studio but it's it's more that it just there's a road like one street away that we have logging trucks go oh, on okay. and um yeah i i do remember well, i did a podcast about a year ago and uh <laughs> every every like sentence a logging truck would go pie, and i'd have to repeat myself so I didn't want
1: to do that again this time. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. Uh, firstly, thank you so much for for joining me. I was actually oh. I was having a mentoring session yesterday with a um, yeah. with a Brisbane-based artist, and they were talking mm. about you. And they were going, "Oh, I just love no. yes." And she really? she was saying because we were talking about social media and how you right. engage with it and how to think about it. Mm. And she was saying, "Oh, there's this one." She's based in New Zealand, but she's not a Kiwi, but I think she's English, maybe. And and I said, Oh my God, Phoebe Gander. And she goes, Yes, I love her. And I
0: said, Oh, that's so nice. I know. And weird (laughs) so people talk about me when I'm not there. (laughs) I know.
1: And I said, Well, I'm actually speaking with her for interview with an artist. And she was like, Oh my God, I just can you tell her I just love her so much. She is so great. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for joining me. I really, um, I think your work is really beautiful, and then I think also what you bring to the art community is also very beautiful because you're just so um, hilarious, but informative (laughs) and just real. And I think that is something that artists, you know, they can find it difficult to Mm. show all of those aspects of themselves. Um, First of all, how did you end up in New Zealand? oh it was was it love love took you to new uh, zealand
0: (laughs) love well both my husband and i had had traveled here on our like you know you call it an oe we call it a gap year in england um we'd both been here separately uh, because he's a year older than me um during you know after finishing university and both both loved it we 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 lived in a, in a lovely place in North Devon in England, which is, is by the coast, um, place called Woolacombe, And, um, we really wanted to, he, cause he surfs and I just love, you know, the beach and things. And we really wanted to live in that area, but, the prices at the time uh, were just so expensive to buy a house and we, we were sort of looking at these kind of grotty flats above, you know, <laughs> chip, chip shops yeah. in a town that was not really where we wanted to live but it was sort of 15 minutes away from where we did want to live and and we almost put a deposit down on the ha- on this flat now, which actually now, like in hindsight, like thank God we didn't <laughs> do that. But we, and then we both got offered jobs. I had just done a teacher training in in art um, at uh, at the school I went to, which was sort of like strangely, it just felt really. We we got offered these jobs teaching and. Um, which on paper seemed like too good to be true. You know, like I was going to work in in an art department at this really good school. And then maybe we could afford to live in this area. And But it just felt like we were only, I think I was 24 and he was 25. Oh, right. You know, and you just sort of like, I could just see our lives like (laughs) rolling out in front of us. Like I cannot like spend my life in the same town that I grew up in going to the, working at the school that I went to oh my God, I just yes. it was just awful <laughs> and but at the same time kind of as a kind of on a whim I really don't quite know what why but we had sort of started to think about like oh wouldn't it be fun to like live somewhere else and we were sort of toying with maybe France south of France um uh, like where there's good surf that my husband yeah. and I been on holiday many times and um, and also New Zealand, and we we just ended up kind of going. Well, should we just fill out the forms and see where it? You know, it was one of those sort of like, yeah, see how it goes. We had we didn't really tell anyone, and then it kind of like we got a letter saying, oh yeah, you know, we're through to the next round, and it before we knew it, it was like they were like, um, you know, or you you need to come for these like medical oh. examinations, and if you pass those, then basically you've got residency, and at that point we were like, we really should tell our parents. <laughs> and, people that we <laughs> and this all sort of happened at the exact same time that that this um the job offers happened and and I absolutely like just to put the record straight I I I didn't really enjoy the art teacher training I um I just found it really stressful being in the classroom with all these kids and it was secondary level and you know most of them are bigger than me yeah. by, like, yeah. I'm like a very tall person yeah. <laughs> and I I just was like New Zealand, we're gonna New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, let's just do it. Let's go. And um and he was like, Yeah, cool, we're up for it. And then we told our parents and I think I all like broke, you know, their hearts and mm. I do feel bad. Because <laughs> it was kind of for us quite exciting. Yeah, and for yeah. them they were like, What what are you doing? Like, yeah. Where's this come from? But it was it was a sliding doors moment, I think. Like we could have just as easily stayed and had like a really comfortable, predictable kind of life. But we just thought, nah, let's just let's just um, yeah go Roll traveling for I think and, yeah. six months and then we we got here and we just sort of thought we literally had like about $14 left in our <laughs> bank account when we arrived in New Zealand we had some savings back in England but like yeah we were pretty broke when we, we arrived and it was it was a crazy. we were just talking about it the other day actually how crazy things are you know in 15 years later, where I
1: was going to say, how long ago yeah. is that now? So it's 15 years. Mm,
0: yeah, about yeah, nearly 15 and a half years ago, which is like anciently long time ago. And does really. it
1: feel like home?
0: I mean, it does. Yeah, it does feel like home. But it's weird. It's, I think it it when you, you know, you're born and bred in a, another country, and you come to a completely different place. You're never. I feel like I'm never fully going to have a foot in, yeah. you know, like yeah. I'm sort of always going to feel in no man's land in a way. Like if I went back to England and lived there, I don't think that would feel like home as much because we've missed, you know, so much of what's happened over there. Um, and and here, yeah, it, it does feel like home, but it's, I still miss England. You know, obviously I miss my family and friends that we yeah. have there. Like that sort of goes without saying Immensely, but the place—I miss the place too. You know, the culture and things. But, but yeah, I mean, we we are we are you know living in a very beautiful place, and it's a great place for my my kids. Absolutely, yeah, they don't even know how lucky they are to live here. So. Yeah.
1: So, what's the name of the yeah. town or the city, where, the town where you are?
0: We're, I'm in Gisborne on the east coast of okay. the North Island, and we we live in a like a place called Winery Beach, which is um, just a little bit out of the city. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, yeah, we're pretty lucky. We've got, like, you know, view of the ocean from our house. And, yeah, like, we can literally in two minutes walk walk onto the beach. And I think people say, oh, you're so lucky. But it, it wasn't that much luck. It was a lot of hard work. I was going to say, yeah. you At have, this point.
1: Yes. Like, it's, it's funny. I think the harder you work, the luckier you get. Mm, so. Oh,
0: definitely. And you do and the sacrifices that we've made, like yes. not having family and yep. around with grazing children, that has been, you know, monumentally hard at times. So um, you know, it's never as simple as it looks from the outside.
1: No, it, it never is. It never <laughs> is. And so how long have you been painting for full time now, would you say?
0: Um, painting, well, I have probably been only painting painting since about January last year yeah um which um yeah about then I sort of started painting again but I think uh it was about late 2018 that I started to dabble in being creative and um uh doing little bits and pieces here but my daughter was only sort of 18 months old then so I didn't really until she yeah she started school this February so really Um, that's kind of been been, the breathing
1: room of being able to solidly get into it
0: yeah definitely but I think yeah my I've had a a studio that my husband built a studio in our um, garden uh, in September of hang on 2019 or was it Oh, that's perfect timing yeah.
1: for COVID. That's perfect timing for yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, it wasn't really though because I had the kids at home and then he oh, ended up having yeah. to work, work oh, from home and yes. go in my studio. Oh, so no, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that much fun? But we we were lucky. We literally only had eight week lockdown, so I can't complain. It was it was a tiny blip, really. Yeah, yeah.
1: You, I mean, the the, the first, the very first thing I think of when I think of you is this. Gregarious, hilarious personality, but actually, you know, the, oh, you were saying to me, in, I know you were saying to me <laughs> in know. organizing this, you were like, Oh, I, you know, I'm a little bit anxious, a little bit nervous. And, um, mm. how tell me how you are able to bring Just that side of you to your Instagram following, which is huge. It's Mm. like
0: almost 75,000 people. Can you believe that as well? No, (laughs) that's, I can't even, I pretend it's 75 people. I just (laughs) removed the thousand part. It's like, it's only 75 people. It's
1: only 75 people (laughs) watching me.
0: Even that would actually, seven people would be too many. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, so how do you um, because there's I'm sure there's so many of us that sit at home and go, mm. Oh, that would be a funny thing to post or I mm. I could just cause you do wonderful and I think that's it. You do the wonderful combination of kind of like these really entertaining skits and then <laughs> informative, like informative mm. pieces. So how do you I mean, is there a mm. strategy or are you just like <laughs> just pick up the phone and Um
0: Well, I mean, I started posting on Instagram pretty much immediately when I started painting again. And that was, like I said, back in 2018. And that was when I was doing sort of fluid art, um, alcohol ink work. And well, the reason I got back into it was because my mental health was actually really bad at the time. I had really severe anxiety and I was just really struggling. And my doctor kind of said to me, you need to do something to for yourself to kind of you know get yourself out of this place um as well you know obviously offered me other support but yeah <clears throat> I needed to you know she said look you need to do something for self-care and what is it that you love to do and things like that and I just realized I hadn't prioritized making art for a really long time so I I just started posting um whatever I created and I I I think as I went along I realized that um like I couldn't pretend to be like this professional <laughs> art person, you know, no, <laughs> like it yeah. just was not very me. Um, but it it didn't happen overnight that, that you know, allowing my personality come, to come out, I suppose, was something that's been gradual since then. And yeah, I think I've just, I just realized that the, the more honest and vulnerable I was, the more I've, you know, people connected with me and, and, um, you started to make these friends and friendships with, with people that would message me saying, you know, Oh, you know, I'm going through something similar or, you know, Oh my mm. gosh, I feel the same. And I just was like, Oh, this is refreshing to like finally, because, especially because where I lived and um, being in a kind of isolated town, we're like pretty isolated here in Gisborne. I didn't have this network of other people that were creative. I've actually since found quite a few people, but at the time, I didn't really know anyone other than like the mums at playgroup, you know, with kids. Yeah, yeah. And um, this it was just a great place that suddenly I realised there was all these other people that were creative and mums, or you know, just had experience of of you know trying to do jungle art and motherhood and things like that. And yeah, it was just it was a lovely escape I think to be able to go on Instagram and and chat with other people and and I I, yeah to get back to your question about that I think the more I posted the more followers I got I mean the the following kind of happened because of the, the type of art I was doing at the time was was quite sort of popular and I I wasn't really trying to even sell it at the beginning I was just um doing a lot of videos time lapse videos of myself creating it and and like mini tutorials and things um which i just found fun to do but for some reason they the, the time like before this algorithm changed and everything got a bit like it is now um the some of these videos just like they kind of went i suppose viral and it had th- you know hundreds of thousands of views and i just was like oh my gosh like and suddenly well, all these followers started to come and then I sort of moved into resin art, and and that at the time as well was sort of popular. And that um again, because I would do little videos and things, and every, it, 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 the following kind of grew from that too. And then at the end of last year, I sort of thought I well, firstly I didn't really feel like this was the kind of art that was really me. Yeah. I wasn't really getting as much enjoyment from it. I was it was making me kind of feel a bit unwell sometimes when i was doing it because of the fumes i was gonna say
1: it's very strong fumes isn't it
0: very strong fumes yeah and you still have to wear all this protective gear and i'm like a really really messy person so it was actually like the worst (laughs) (laughs) like material that i could have picked really i i kind of picked it because it was like I, i don't know i thought it would be easy and a challenge that would be fun and it ended up being like just ridiculously mess making and stuff but i I got really into trying to like be as good as I could be at it, and yeah, I ended up um getting a lot of people like sort of copying my work and uh, finding like fake accounts that had used. Oh my no picture. way! Oh no! Yeah, no way. and <laughs> oh like, my it was just yeah, it was kind of weird and. I'd get sent like all these messages like, oh, is this your work this on this yeah. Russian site? And it was quite strange. <laughs> and like even on Pinterest, I would look at Pinterest and if it, if I typed in resin, I don't think it's the same now, but this is like a couple of years ago, if I typed in like resin art and like they, oh, these pictures would come up and I was like, oh, that's mine. And oh, that's mine. Oh, that's mine. Oh, wow. And they'd link to like not my website or not my Instagram. It was really weird. And I was like, this isn't, I don't, I can't do this anymore. Like, this isn't me. This isn't what I want to do. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's unique enough. And I don't feel like I own it anymore, you know? And yeah. um, so that's when I wanted to pivot. And I kind of had this big, oh, like it all sort of happened when I got diagnosed with having inattentive ADHD at the same time. So I had this big kind of like shift of like, I don't know if I want to do that kind of art anymore. And then it was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I've actually got inattentive ADHD. This is like kind of huge. And how like, did, um, how did that get
1: diagnosed? Uh, like did we, was it just that you, someone finally picked oh, it no, up My you my, or... my
0: sons, my two sons have ADHD. Okay. So um, yeah, my oldest, he's 12. So we've been on a long journey with him. Yeah. That was very challenging. Uh, and I think that was partly why I sort of was struggling as a mum so much because having adhd yourself and not knowing it which means you know you struggle with a lot of things like planning and organization and time management and overwhelm and all these things and then having a son who has adhd who's like really full-on and busy and um, emotionally difficult to manage and you know it it was like I just was imploding inside a bit and um yeah that's why I think I suffered from such bad anxiety because I was sort of trying to pretend that I was actually yeah. coping and I was fine and you know yeah. like oh I'm actually fine. Yeah, you know yeah. I can do this motherhood <laughs> yeah. thing this gig's <laughs> really easy everybody else is managing it inside I was this. like this just happens yeah. yeah and I mean it's sort of funny now but at the time I was literally like oh high, wow. barely fun- yeah it was awful like I was having panic attacks at the supermarket it wasn't very fun at all um but, um, so yeah, that then kind of all
1: intersected ha- with the change of work and the change. Yes, of- it all yeah, sort of wow. like
0: connected and and all the pennies sort of dropped like when my middle son, who's um now ten, but like when he was um eight, he I sort of suddenly started research about inattentive type ADHD, which is represents so differently from the classic, you know, what everybody thinks of as ADHD. When I was researching, it was like, oh my gosh, uh, this is me. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> I, I I am this person. And, um, so I went and got him diagnosed and then, um, and, and that was amazing for him and his schooling and his pro, you know, like finally understanding why he was struggling at school and things. And then, yeah, I went to the doctor and got referred to a psychiatrist and then, um, yeah. And it was like, well, yeah, you seem to fit, fit the profiles for for that too. So that was like a big light bulb moment of like, real like I think for so long I'd held on to this sort of shame and feeling less than and just thinking there's something wrong with me I'm a little bit broken
1: you know all these things that you
0: just yeah I mean it was a huge like it's taken a lot of processing to kind of work through that and and come out the other side I think and um I couldn't really talk about it straight away it took you know almost a year to be able to sort of talk about it really but then when I decided right I want to be I want to be my authentic self you know I want to embrace my all of me warts and all and um you know show my kids that that there is nothing wrong with them and there's nothing wrong with me we're just different and that's fine yeah you know and it's very
1: freeing Um, I think when you can get to that point isn't it
0: definitely it was like it was like a weight was lifted really and I just thought okay just be your weird self (laughs) (laughs) and so um I think that's when, uh, yeah. To kind of, sorry, I'm not very. No, this really
1: no, quick no, 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 no. It's all no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, bit... and it's all interlinked because it all it is like because that freedom and joy now yeah. of you being able to live your life, just mm-hmm. who you are as Phoebe Gander, and yeah, you know that, and that comes through on on mm. on whatever you post, yeah. or and in your work, and there is just a freedom yeah. and joyness to your work, and.
0: Yeah you know it's and that's it yeah it sounds it's, like it's, it's been a just, long
1: road to get here
0: it, it has and i've always like i've always been someone that uses humor and you know to like diffuse tension and things and um i i just sort of i don't know that when when i started to post silly videos and things at the beginning i was like oh my god like people're going to think like, what are they going to think and then i actually <laughs> was like i'm literally 40 does it matter what anyone thinks no, no it really just <laughs> no. i do do I care? Do I actually care? No, I really, I actually don't care. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bit like anything, like it's hard at the beginning. You do the first one and you li- like go and want to go and hide under a rock for, you know, <laughs> a week. Then uh, you check your messages and you've, you know, I have found I had all these people going, oh, it's so funny. And oh, thank you so much. You've really like helped me see things in a different way. And, you know, you suddenly go, oh, OK. Oh, all right. world didn't implode
1: I'm (laughs) not it didn't you know
0: there wasn't crickets um maybe people quite like this side of me and then so then you sort of do it again and and then you know just yeah I think just bringing the humor and also bringing the vulnerability and the like this is hard and I've had a rubbish day and blah blah blah, you know and also doing my like little tip Tuesday thing which I I haven't done as much lately because it's just been too much but I was doing like on Tuesdays just giving out like a little tip that I had thought of that might be useful and a yeah, people seem to really respond to, really like to that, that and as be as well. like, oh, wow, that's so helpful. Thank you so much. And, Do you yeah, get lots like, oh. of
1: messages? Do you, like, have to kind of oh, just not, yeah, I, like, I th- that's the catch-22, right, isn't it? It is
0: because I'm a people pleaser, like, massive, yes, <laughs> massive so people. Pleaser. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, um, and that, I think, comes from being the youngest child and also being, like, spending, you know, 39 years of my life trying to pretend that I was absolutely <laughs> normal <laughs> and I say that with like inverted commas rather normal because yeah. you know who's normal but I was you know. gonna say exactly um, like, yeah yeah but you know I think yeah it's hard I've got like I don't know 98 unread messages or something at the moment that are like stressing me out but if I leave them long enough it, they drop off they drop off. <laughs> they disappear <laughs> but um I do feel bad I do I do really feel bad because I am the sort of person like um if I don't reply to a message like right away, like straight away, the moment I've read it, like I literally never, ever, ever will because yes. I'll just completely forget, or it'll get yeah. buried under 264 other messages. Other messages, yeah. um, but it's and it is hard because I want to help everybody. But like, yes, yeah, somebody has DM'd me the other day, and I haven't replied yet. But it was like a very long essay of oh god questions about um, how they could grow their Instagram following oh and how had no. I done it and da 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 and all of it. You just like. Literally, if I gave out that information privately to 75,000 people, I don't know if I would ever make any art. No,
1: and I was, it's funny you say that. I was just about to say, like, how do you balance the, do you kind of in your mind go, okay, I've got an hour of. Instagram social Mm. media time a day and then I paint or is it a bit more fluid than that
0: I think I think that would be a really good idea that That sounds like something that a sensible person would do but I'm not a very sensible person I tend to do just oh like yeah I'll just go right Phoebe put your phone down hide it in the corner put a podcast on paint and then and then I'll be like, oh, this is like a really nice bit of my painting. I should I should film this on Instagram stories and share it. And oh, no, I've got six messages. Oh, I should probably read those. Bing, bing, bing. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's school pickup time. Oh my, yeah, I was
1: going to say it's 2.30. <laughs> I got to get in the car, get the kids.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I have to be really like I have to be really careful because I'm not very I'm a bit time blind. And so I can easily fall into like a, a wormhole or whatever you call it of like.
1: Yeah, down the Um, rabbit hole of Instagram,
0: you know. Uh So I try to not like if I put a post up and I get comments. uh, If I get put a post up, I normally spend uh, like try and spend about five minutes on, you know, social media so that I can reply to the first couple of comments or three, three or four comments, and then I'll try not to respond to the evening. But it is hard, and like you know, sometimes my husband's like, "Mm, maybe do you want to just like (laughs) put your phone down. (laughs) Hey babe, talk to me. Hey. And I'm like, okay. I just got a few messages. Which one? But you like, don't have to them. Sally and I'm like, in California just
1: messaged me. <laughs>
0: No, and I feel bad if I don't. And I don't want people to think that I'm a mean, cold person. I've got everybody has to like me. They might not like me if I don't reply. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's hard. It's really hard. It is really hard. It is. a double edged sword for sure. Because I love it. I love the interaction. And I've made some genuinely beautiful friends that, like, honestly, I have never met. And possibly some of them I, you know, probably never will. I never will. (laughs) But they genuinely are people, you know, friends now, which is something that, like, I didn't ever think would, ha- like, I probably would have scoffed at that a few years ago, like, <laughs> cool, having friends on Instagram that you've never <laughs> met before. Um, but I'm now I'm like, oh they're really my friends. So, back yes. off. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> yes. judging, I have Instagram friends. Yeah. Deal with it.
1: Oh, I love um, it. Oh. Yeah. And so, do you remember the first piece you sold?
0: Well, I do and I don't. I don't remember the first piece that I sold like ever in my life yep. because that was I maybe mean, a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I've painted on and off at you know at school and um before I went to uni and things I did paint a little bit and put them in galleries and well, not galleries but like cafes and little shops and things. Yeah. So I can't really remember that but um then obviously I had the really long break until having kids and then it was when I posted I did a little painting right after you know I thought right I need to sort my my head out and then start doing painting again and I did a little painting and I posted it and a lovely lady um she's actually Australian artist called Karen Manderson um a really really lovely um abstract artist she messaged me and um I never forget, like, honestly, it was a really lovely, long message where because I'd put this post up and I think I'd put something like, I'd love to paint more, but I haven't got time. And, you know, it's really hard trying to fit in. And it was a bit of a, you know, sob story message probably. And she wrote to me, like, I really love this piece and, you know, how much is it? I'd love to buy it. And, you know, I had no, I was like, I don't know, like $60. (laughs) I didn't actually know at the time, like, I had no idea, you know, I wasn't even planning on selling it or anything. And she, um, she said, oh, no, I love it. And she said, Look, listen, I'm an artist and I'm a mom. And she's obviously a bit further along than me at the time uh, with her older kids and things. But she wrote, I'm going to give you three pieces of advice. Find your passion and do it and then make the time to do it. And you need to let go of perfectionism. And oh, it, they just woman. really stuck with me. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I just honestly, she's such a lovely soul. Like she she was it was so kind and um it really like it was a pivotal moment i think for me to like just suddenly hear that from another person who's an artist and a mum and um and it and it and it, and it, and it sad, sadly i i kind of wish i'd stuck with painting but that was pretty much the last painting that i did really for another two and a half years because then i got back in well that, i did the fluid art instead then I kind of pivoted because I thought no, I can't paint I haven't got room I haven't got a studio I haven't got a space but I can do fluid like this alcohol ink art at the kitchen table because it was minimal yeah um cleanup and it was you know I could keep it quite small and things but in hindsight what I really really did want to do was paint but I just didn't want to make a mess and you know have to get paint out and in and out and um it took until you know like last year when I was like I actually really want to paint and um, finally kind of, I think I was just scared. I think the fluid art and the resin art, it was a sort of easy, not easy because that I don't want to discredit it, but it yeah, was. Yeah,
1: yeah, no. It
0: took my hand out of it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I wasn't directly using a brush and I wasn't, I was sort of relying a bit on chance and it was very, you know.
1: And it fit with your life in it, that time, right? It, fit, it like- did and it
0: actually was a, it was a really good segue into coming back to painting and I think by the time I came back to painting it, it did all happen at the right time because yep. because I my confidence as a person had finally restored and, and my desire I think had really been ignited by that point it was like it wasn't sort of like a little bunsen burner flame it was like this is a roaring inferno you must paint
1: <laughs> I really um, want to like, do okay. this yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. When did you yeah. start calling yourself an artist?
0: Ooh, um, it's still a hard one, that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think probably around a year ago or so, I started to sort of just say, rather than, I, I paint. There was a time at, when my daughter was still at kindergarten and um, she had a new teacher, and the, the teacher came over and said, "Oh, who's this?" And my daughter, who was four at the time, looked, said, "Oh, this is my mum, Phoebe, and she's an artist, and she looks oh, so proud." Sweet. And the lady was like, "Oh, how lovely! Oh, what do you paint?" And I, you know, and you just think, "Oh, um hmm, yeah, I paint. I'm an artist. I, I uh, you know." And I and I looked at my daughter and how proud she was, and I thought, "I, I can't. I'm not going to discredit her. You know, I, I want." to she's only ever known me painting and my sons um you know they they saw me before i painted because they're quite a bit old. they're sort of um five years older and seven years older than her so yeah. you know i remember my my oldest saying to me what do you do mum Some of those mums are doctor and some of those mums are whatever <laughs> you know and i what what do you do and i was like i'm i'm just a mum you know, and it really stuck with me this was before i was painting it and it and it was like it ringing in my ears for the rest of the day just a mum am just a mum and it was like that i don't have an identity other than being a mum and that's awful and i you know um now and and seeing my daughter who's only ever really remembered me creating you know at the table and things and then now in my studio i want to be able to honor that you know and, and step into that role and and say yeah I'm an artist because she's just love loves it and wants yeah. to be an artist herself when she grows up and so I'm trying that to is- be brave enough to to wear that what do you put
1: when you leave so here in australia when you (laughs) leave well when you used to i'm like who god who knows what it'll be like when we leave now but when you were flying internationally previously you had to fill in Mm -hmm. this little form that said like what's your occupation yeah and um okay you'd put (laughs) you need to start putting artist now yeah i haven't been anywhere (laughs)
0: but when i do yeah i will put artist i yeah, think yeah that will feel quite special i might take a photo
1: yeah I, I was i was actually just in my head picturing you taking a photo and posting it on instagram
0: Yeah. because <laughs> oh, a- nothing's sacred my husband's like oh he's always laughs at me like oh is that gonna go on instagram what are you gonna do next your mother's maiden name and your, your password to your internet banking what <laughs> No, me no. <laughs> um if you could change one thing
1: about the art industry what would you change
0: oh gosh oh that's a hard one um I don't really know I think I just would like to make it more more inclusive of mothers I suppose I think I don't I see a lot of gallery you know galleries and it and it's often men that are the mm. headlining artists yep. and things so I, I think if there was some more opportunities for mums and people coming back into art at this you know stage of their life when they've had children if there was a bit more support for that that would be amazing
1: yeah what do you do to yeah. get out of a creative funk
0: i don't really Get in, I get the opposite I think I get a creative overwhelm More often than a funk Ooh, I, okay. I, I get <laughs> I tend to have too many ideas Going on and too many things I want to do all at once And then I just get a bit like Yeah, a struggle sometimes To like know which one to pick But yeah, I never really I always have I, I always My have an, a desire to paint And like if I go in the studio Yeah, there's always something that I want to do yeah I never really don't want to paint I, I actually this week was the first time in quite a while that I felt unwell and had a rest on the sofa and didn't um go in the studio and that was um quite difficult for me actually yeah I definitely sometimes struggle with like having too many ideas and like thinking right come on just pick one and stick with it
1: how do you know when a piece is done
0: well, I'm that sort of person that just keeps going and going and going on a piece <laughs> sometimes. But um, I will put it on the wall in the studio and take a photo of it usually and then look at it on my phone sort of small in a s- small version and change it to black and white and look at it and then, you know, maybe bring it in the house and hang it on the wall. And then when I f- feel like, yeah, I just get a feeling like, yeah, there's nothing more that I can do here. I don't know. It's just like a gut feeling it's of a feeling. like yeah. it's done. And then in the, it's funny because it's like I can keep going, keep going, keep going. And then there's a suddenly a point where it's like I just cannot touch it again. Yeah. It's done. It's done. And, and then it's time to do the next one.
1: <laughs> and are most of your works sold direct to collectors?
0: Yes. I Yeah, I do have a gallery that has had a few pieces of mine but i prefer i just prefer the the sort of direct method through you know at the moment having a website and selling that way Mm, yeah Yeah. it just is it just i like the personal yeah. Like I like to kind of know who's bought my art. I don't know. I was, was going to say, strange, I so. get
1: the sense that you would be someone who quite enjoys the collector interaction mm. in terms of yeah. knowing your audience and knowing where the piece has gone. And yeah. You know, there are some artists who are very happy to have that distance between them. Um, yeah. But I get the sense that you would be someone who, who would like that involvement. I, I do.
0: At this stage, I mean, possibly is getting a bit, much for me to do it like that but at this yeah at the moment I still do like doing it that way but then sometimes I think why why am I making this hard for myself (laughs) and I see other people that sell just through galleries and I think oh that must be actually quite nice to get someone else to do the hard work. I hate the wrapping of them and yeah. packing up. I think everyone like does.
1: I think there's a business really in stressful. that. Really <laughs> stressful. I think, I think there's a business in having, um, mm. you know, artist's assistant and yeah. you, you farm them out one day a week mm. to artists in your area and yeah. the yeah. artists pay yeah. a fee and, and, you know, they pay an yeah. hourly rate for the artist assistant Definitely. to come and do all their logistics. Yeah. Um. I've actually
0: found somebody who oh, have potentially you- – can do that for me soon. So, oh, amazing. Um, yeah. Because you're just, just a one-woman
1: band at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. literally me. And then yeah. my husband, who sort of helps with website and things. Um, <laughs> I'm very bad at that side. He's the IT um, department. <laughs> he's the IT department, but he is not very <laughs> – he's quite busy with his job, so I definitely have to kind of pick and choose when I ask him to help me. But, um, but yeah, at the moment I do do, do it all myself. But uh, – yeah. I don't know if I can carry on doing it like that.
1: Yeah. Who's your biggest fan?
0: Oh, definitely my five-year-old daughter. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's yeah. Yeah. She's just so lovely. Like she's really creative, loves painting, has always loved it ever since she was little and was we'd put paint on the table and she'd want to paint and um at kindergarten she would always go to the paint area and paint and yeah, and she always tries to sneak in my studio and paint on things. Yeah, as yet she's not painted on anything like actually special, but yeah, I have yeah. to keep an eye on her. Yeah,
1: and how do you <laughs> feel yeah. when you're painting?
0: Oh, how do I feel? It just takes me to another place. I think I, I find my my mind is a very noisy, busy place to inhabit and um i'm not i like to try and meditate but i'm not very good at it because i tend to then think think about all the other things like the ticking clock or the fact my sock is uncomfortable and things <laughs> like that but when i'm painting everything falls away apart from the painting and it's sort of the only time that i get that so for me yeah. it's um you're getting in that flow sort of state and just uh yeah solving the problem of whatever it is I'm painting you know it's like the constant challenge of like problem solving
1: yeah I think painting is your meditation
0: it is it is it's it's like a really lovely just challenging enough but not a challenge you know difficult it it, it's an enjoyably difficult situation to be in I think
1: it's a challenge without stress
0: 100 yeah that's it you've nailed it it's a challenge yeah. without stress there's no stress apart from when it goes really wrong. Well, yeah and then you have to turn it around and face the right. wall and start a new one you've touched but, it one um, too many times yeah oh why did I put the yellow um, um, but yeah. yeah
1: my next question for you is how hmm. do you deal with your inner critic but I I'm gonna say you did a fabulous <laughs> video recently and I'm gonna call her Lana. Svetlana some kind oh, of Russian I, woman Vill-
0: Villanelle I call her Villanelle Who's that? Vill- oh
1: that's right Villanelle
0: that's right yeah, which only you'll only get if you've watched Killing Eve so if you haven't watched Killing yeah, Eve, yeah I haven't watched it, Killing Eve it was a bit too right.
1: gory for me but um yes. yeah no I
0: we got we got really into it I got, I got sort of obsessed with it when it was on and um so yeah I like to give her a name and and just sort of Really think of her as kind of a jealous, mean girl. (laughs) Yeah, I love um, when you
1: almost throw up in your like. (laughs)
0: like, (laughs) I I sort of was like, did I take it too far with that? People seem to like that. So,
1: and were you borrowing someone's jump blazer or something? Like, oh my, that was my that was my husband's husband's. (laughs) blazer,
0: and his and his carry on luggage bag, and um, and then he popped in the studio. just after I did it and he looked at me like what are what you doing, are you doing? <laughs> why is there a suitcase <laughs> and he's like shouldn't you actually be doing some art <laughs> so like, I was like this is a really important part of my creative practice actually so yeah. go away <laughs> but yeah I I actually think that with the inner critic thing uh, you know joking aside I think that you know the inner critic is kind of your your ego, and and it just wants to protect you from from doing that scary, vulnerable thing. And when you're making a painting, you know, and I think you often you can look at it and you can think, "Oh no, I hate it. I'm terrible." I you know, or you don't sell something, and you can think, "I'm a failure." And but really, often that's just fear that's trying to keep you small and safe. And you can actually just sort of flip it around and, and say to yourself well maybe it's you know actually maybe this painting isn't terrible like what can I do about it and tell your inner critic to just pipe down a minute and instead of being critical like okay well what do you suggest then what yeah. can I do to make yeah. it better yeah. <laughs> and and then actually just turn it into excitement and instead of like giving in and letting letting fear take over I think yep.
1: yeah yeah and last question before we get on to the quick fire five, where would you like to see your work take you over the next couple of years?
0: I would love to do some art courses, like online art courses. I've had the people ask me that mm. for quite a while, ever since I was doing resin art, which I, you know, wouldn't want to do those now, but. Now, since I've started painting again, I do often get people asking me, oh, would you ever teach that? Or can you share how you did that? Yeah, I do. I love sharing ideas and I love inspiring other people like that for me is is really a passion of mine. So I'd love to do that. But it's it is tricky. I, I really wanted to have done that by this. I realized it's like six months into 2021 the other day. And I, I was like, oh, no, I haven't done half of what I wanted to do this year. But then I just remember that, you know, I've got three children and yes. oh my God. So <laughs> yes. I only have so many hours in the day. So, um, yeah, I'd love to do art courses. I'd love to do bigger art. I'd, I really like painting big, but it's quite my studio is not very big. So I don't know, maybe get a big, bigger studio. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe I feel like I've got a book in me, but I'm not really sure what yeah. it is. But maybe one day that will come out that will come out yeah
1: cool and with all of your videos and and those kind of things that you use are you just using your phone or yeah, do you have like yeah. a, a, a fancy camera no, or
0: something no no, no? cool I, don't, I just do everything on my phone at the moment I think if I was going to do videos yeah we I have got a camera that I would use for that yeah but um no I try to keep it low key like lo-fi you know yeah <laughs> and not spend too long on things yeah I just sort of do it and then I find that quite easy. For, I don't know why. There's a lot of things I find hard in life, but for some reason, making little silly reels and things like that is just not just really I find works. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Yeah.
1: That's good. Mm. Um, okay, quick fire five. Okay, <laughs> these are just short, quick questions, oh, one-word okay. answer. Oh, don't hope stress. maths. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> Twenty-four fail. minus thirteen. No, I'm oh, kidding. Oh,
0: no, mm, seven. No. <laughs>
1: I don't know either. Don't worry. <laughs> um, what's your star sign?
0: Oh, I'm an Aquarius. Yeah. Last. Yeah, I, I... Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> is there like, is there Aquarius traits? No, in you? a, if
0: you're an Aquarius, you'll just know. You'll be oh, like, okay. yeah. Okay,
1: oh, okay. okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> um, last book you read or show you watched?
0: We've just finished watching season five of, in the Line of Duty, Line of Duty. Line and the duty. last book I read, oh, I'm really bad at reading books, but I think it was uh, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. That's a really good book. Oh, that is a really book. good book.
1: And it's really yeah. great to read because it's just those short, sharp essays. So I Yeah, find... you can kind of pick it up. Yes. Yeah, pick it yeah. up wherever you want. Yeah. Yeah, that is really good. Uh, favorite snack?
0: Ooh, I'm quite a savory tooth person. I quite like um, baked pea chips. They're, they're a bit oh, of a, okay. a penchant for me at the moment. and. Yep. Old kettle chips. Oh yes, I have a bit of a salt and vinegar. Salt kettle
1: and vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Band you played to death in your twenties.
0: I really liked cheering Breaks. Do you remember that album? Oh, no. Was an album by a band called cheering Breaks. Oh, the the Optimist, I think it was called. Okay. Played that a lot. And Coldplay. Oh those yeah. guys. Yep. Yeah. That's a solid. good old Coldplay. Yep. And yeah.
1: last question: first, last, or never on the dance floor.
0: Wow. Well, I, I mean, I never actually go on the dance floor. So what is
1: a dance floor? <laughs> we, what is a dance floor?
0: Um, I don't. But back in the day, actually, that's a lie. I, My friend and I shared a kind of 40th birthday at the end of last year. And it was an 80s party and we all dressed up in like ridiculous 80s outfits. Oh, yes. And I have to say I was up there. for I was one of the first up there. Yes. Then. Yeah, that was good tunes and good times. It was... Yeah, at the end we were all like, we need to do this more. <laughs> There's something about a fancy dress. I, I, I quite like a fancy dress party. Yeah, I have um, a
1: circle of friends where fancy dress is almost guaranteed at every yeah. birthday for that oh, individual. Great. Yes, oh my God, they had yeah. a Viking 40th and they even oh made like gosh. a big ship. And That um, sounds like my
0: jam. Yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: you would yeah. love that group actually. <laughs> you would I, love I would
0: be there. <laughs> like my inner thespian like drama person loves a bit of dress
1: up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um Phoebe, thank you so much for joining us on an interview with an artist. It has been such a pleasure oh, speaking with
0: you're you. You're welcome.